0: Welcome to Jeff in Motion. weekends are too short. Am I right? Am I right? (sighs) doesn't help that I know I'm driving to probably one of the most tense weeks of work I will ever have. So, there's that. But this weekend, was very good. It was very good. Saturday was extremely busy. First thing in the morning, took the pets to the vet to get the booster shots for the vaccinations that I should not have agreed to getting. So there was even more money to those vaccinations. (sighs) Well, lesson learned, I guess, you know. We aren't the people who can afford to dump half a grand into uh, vaccinations. We just aren't those people. We are rabies clinic people right now. So we've learned that the hard way. And by we, I mean me, because I was the one who said yes. Ugh. I mean, I can't spite the veterinary clinic. They're just doing their job. I mean, ideally, yeah. I mean, when you have a kid, you give them every single vaccination that you can. You'd think it would hold true for pets, too, but... <laughs> health insurance doesn't un- doesn't cover pets. Ugh, yeah. Anyway... So that was, like... That was a hell of a way to start a Saturday. And then there was the uh, yearly Sealands Grove Street Fair, which we went to, which, um... It seems like I spend less and less time at every year. I used to dick around for hours at the street fair as a kid, and now that I've got, like, I just, um... It's not that I like people less, but I am less patient for, for, like massive crowds so we didn't even eat anything there which is like a staple, you go there to go eat fair food, but uh, we got a lemonade uh, and called it a day Um, took Morgan into a petting zoo where she decided to hug all of the animals um, and force feed a llama hay which the llama wasn't having any of it and there was a mini miniature cow, which she decided to give a hug, and it decided that she was moving too quickly near its face and uh, headbutted her. And now she's got a nice shiner from a mini cow horn right beside her eye. But she took it like a champ. She fell on her ass, but didn't cry. So it's my little, it's my little girl. Got injured trying to hug a cow. And took it like a champ. Now. Then after that, we relaxed a little bit because that was uh, pretty eventful. Then I was in charge of distracting Bill for his uh, surprise party, which he knew a party was coming, but he didn't know who was coming and that it was a theme party, so there's that. It was a costume party. It was meant to be a Comic-Con party. A nerdy costume party. Um, I don't know if that that fact ever got really stated to him, though. And um, the funny part is, while we were out checking out the next venue for Moon Mom, which I'll talk about in a sec, and just bar hopping for the first time in my life, which I'll talk about in a sec, um, I was wearing the Steve from Blue's Clues outfit. The khakis and the... Uh, Green striped rugby shirt, and um, he literally had no idea it was in costume because that's just something I would wear on a, any given day. So it worked out pretty well for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, first thing on our agenda was to go check out the new venue for my mom, which is in the basement of the Eagles Lodge. Which is really easy to find, so that's uh, I'm glad for that. Um, for the locals, this, uh, my mom is our Mike's No Mic Mike Open Mic. Which, we're going to be there. We're not going to have Mike, and we are going to have Mikes. But I think it's still funnier to keep it as Mike's No Mic Mike Open Mic. Um, the room is big. We can sit 300 people. Um, it's got a bar... But it's still all ages, so the bartender will card everybody, but we aren't going to encourage underage drinking, so that's a good thing. Um, And we've got the venue till 2 or 3 a.m., so we can run as late as we want and hang out and drink after, um, all without leaving the room. So that's great. Um, So we'll see. I'm really stoked. I really hope we get a decent turnout because we, there is a fee to rent the room that they have waived for us our first night because they really want it to work. They really want us to be bringing in a crowd and really make it a thing, a regular thing. Which, I mean, our goals align. They want a younger crowd, more traffic. Uh, we want a big place where people don't have to leave to go get booze. They can get it right there. Um, you can order full menu upstairs. It's uh, It's got a lot of potential. We've just got to get butts and chairs. So those of you that listen, that live in our area, those of you that listen, that live within an hour of our area, get there. Get there. And there's also decent parking around the area, so that's cool, too. But uh, after that, we went bar hopping for the first time in my life. I have never, before Saturday, gone to one bar, had a drink, then went to another bar and had a drink. The most basic definition of bar hopping. I had never done that. We went to a local Irish pub, McGuigan's, and, of course, had local beer, so, like, yingling, and, uh, I ordered what I thought was something called Black Crow, turns out I did not read the entirety of the bottle, and it was Budweiser Black Crown, um, it was alright, for Bud, it was alright, um, I still re- w- wished I had gotten something else, and then, my good friend, Bill Russom, of the Popular Outcast podcast, podcast remembered a really great chocolate peanut butter stout he had had at another local bar, so we went over there and had it, and it was pretty good. Then I got the the high sign from my wife that it was alright to take Bill home, so we did. um, And had a great time, had a fun party, which was great. Um, Yeah, and then Sunday we did a whole lot of recuperating. Um, I... Aislinn and I had more to drink than we o than we usually do by far, and I believe Aislinn had even more than I did. Um, not maybe by volume, but by quote how much you normally drink. So yeah. So we spent a lot of Sunday recuperating, just chilling out, relaxing, watching kids movies on the couch. And, um, yep, don't want to go to work. Don't want to go to work. It's amazing, like, today is technically payday. But when I have a payday on a Monday, it goes in on a Saturday morning, which is nice. And uh, I think this is a new record to have under $20 in my bank account the morning of payday that's uh uh. now don't you worry I've got some checks I need to deposit in the bank on my way to work so I I may do that with the mic running I may pause it because I tend to not be able to speak and fill out a check at the same time anyway But today, I, oh god, how long did I talk about my weekend? I'm sorry guys. Ten minutes, Jesus. I think today I'm going to talk about something, something I've been getting in trouble for, consistently, for the entirety of my relationship with uh, Aislinn. And it's like, because I, I pride myself in being able to, you know, recognize when I have a poor, a bad habit or a poor behavior trait, and attempt to change it, um, and recognizing when I ha- like, when I don't need to change, because I've changed a lot in the time that I've been with Aslan. But who doesn't change a lot in seven years? So, I don't think of it as her having changed me. I I think of it as just me changing and her being the biggest part of my life for those seven years. So, there's no way she didn't have an effect. But, one thing I just can't seem to address is the fact that I, uh, what was the word she used most recently? I'm very self-deprecating. I can't seem to get a positive opinion of myself. I can't and I also blame myself for everything. And it's not something I'm consciously doing. It is a subconscious thing. And even in the beginning I wouldn't recognize that it was a bad thing in our most recent discussion of it I have I've really come to be like yeah I need to I need to get my shit sorted out and let's see we got this this kind of covers several categories of conversation there is a my low opinion of myself, which I have addressed um, on this podcast. Well, I'll re-address here. And then my self-blaming. And I think I'll I'll cover self-blaming first. Um, I don't know the source of my self-blaming. I'd like it to be as simple as my first real girlfriend who did blame me for everything is it's not for my parents my parents are incredibly supportive my mom is in fact overly supportive um so it's not it's not that but so I don't know I don't know what it is Um, it it would be lovely if it was as simple as my first girlfriend was a terrible person Um, but I feel like it's gotta be deeper than that Because I really don't have many hang-ups left from that relationship. But from the self-reflecting I can do. And like here's the thing. I pride myself in being able to take blame when something is my fault. But the thing is it's to a point where things that aren't my fault I will attempt to take blame for. Just because I want, I I want to resolve the issue, and um, without going into specifics, there you know there will be something that's bothering Aislinn, and she'll want to talk to me about it. But she knows that if she brings it up, I am going to blame myself for it, and so that is preventing her. From coming to me with with certain issues, and um, that's a bad thing. Like because communication is the key to any good relationship. That's when it all when you boil it down. That's what it is: Uh, communication. Like yes, there are things that are important. There's got to be passion. There's got to be intimacy. There's got to be yada 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 yada. But any issues with those things can be solved through communication. So, communication is the biggest thing. It's important, guys. Very important. Alright, I'm at the bank. I am going to pause simply because, yeah, I'm going to. So, uno momento. I will be right back. And I'm back. You will have experienced no time lost. So, ha-ha. Um, things are always my fault. Right. So, yes. And, like, this is for big things and little things. Like, Asa could have a headache, and my, my impulse is to say I'm sorry. Um, I have in no way caused that headache. But I just... I... I've, something about my personality wants me to take everyone's issues, especially Aislinn's, because, you know, I care about her more than most people, take someone else's issues on me so that they can, you know, have something to blame, have, like, be able to... It's all with a desire to make people's problems go away. And if I am that problem, then they don't have to worry about it. Oh, it's my fault. I'll fix it. I'll take care of it. I'll... And, I mean, it's a good place to come from, but it's not healthy. And it doesn't actually solve anyone's problems, because then they feel bad that you feel bad every time they feel bad. And I'm really trying to figure out how to stop doing that. To stop taking everything on me. But it's hard. Because that's just the way I'm wired. But if I, like, if Acelin has something that she wants to work through from, oh, I don't know, the twenty some years that she was on this earth before we got together, uh, she can't be she can't come to me if I'm going to automatically assume it's my fault. So there like I've got to in order in order to help someone work through issues, I've got to work through my issue where I take everyone's issues on myself in order to help them work through their issues yeah so (laughs) I don't know guys like it's tough as hell it's tough as hell for me anyway And, I mean, one of the things is being able to call... Like, a lot of issues that I have addressed about myself on this podcast, um, me addressing them to an audience tends to really help me with it. Like, the episode where I talked about how I freak out on my friends all the time, and the last episode where I talked about how I didn't used to be the angry guy, um, I've been much better since those episodes. Like exercising these demons on the air, air quotes, um, really does seem to help. And, I mean, this really kind of is taking the place, uh, my invisible, uh, shock, shotgun therapist. Uh, shotgun as not the kind of car, uh, seat in a car, whatever. You get it. Um... Yeah, and I mean, I don't get any input on it, and so I can't, like, diagnose or anything, but just getting shit off my chest is genuinely helping me out. Um, I've pissed and moaned about finances on this endlessly, and um, I actually tend to be kind of more relaxed now when I'm fucking up shit creek financially. And that could be because I'm seeing, I'm seeing a light at the other end of the tunnel. Like, there're freelance gigs that are kind of, they're out there that I, that that I just outside of my grasp, and I've just got to get a little closer to get them. And like other job opportunities are floating around in the ether. So, like, I need to make some effort to get out of the financial slump I'm in. But, like, I I can see a way out. Um, I just need to go actually go that direction. Then kind of sit in the... Then just tread water where I am. But, anyway. And this self-deprecation part, the part where I just can't see myself in a positive light uh, I'm sure this bothers Aislinn to no degree but it, I know it's also like I've got a particular coworker that I'm fairly close with and when I get into these these moods these oh, I'm not good enough I'm not she ha- <laughs> she will just she also gets very frustrated with me it's just like dude all right, let's give some examples. Say I fuck something up in an email, or I put or I take a little too long, or just something something goes wrong in my eyes. Even if it isn't necessarily something going wrong, if I put out an email that I just don't like the look of it, and I will just I can find myself getting into a spiral of well, obviously because this one email isn't up isn't perfect I am a subpar designer I am I am not good enough I you know I will never be anything but a email designer at a small company in a city that used to be big because it used to be a logging town And it's now starting to get big again because it's an oil town. Or a natural gas town, rather. So, like, I've got that. Like, there's... I just... I will go... And, like, I know, like, it's... I have, because Pride is something that is such a rocky road. Like, it's so... You need to be proud of yourself. You need to have pride in what you do. That's important. But being a prideful person, they're the worst. Someone who's full of themselves are fucking awful. And I, I like they're one of my least favorite kinds of people. So anytime I get proud of myself, I feel like I to to maintain equilibrium I also need to tear myself down a few pegs and like again none of this is conscious this is just my interpretation of like self-reflection but like I I know that having a bachelor's degree and being very close to a second one isn't something that isn't impressive but I'll In my current mindset, I'll only be proud of myself when I do the impossible. When I, like, when I do the best of the best thing that anyone has ever seen. When I create a new kind of web design, like, which is something that will never happen. Instead of striving to be good, I strive to be impossibly good, to be the best, and while that's a, that's a noble goal, I end up discouraging myself for not just being the best of the best more than I do um, encouraging myself to hit that goal. Um, I want to be the best, and I want to be the best right now without the appropriate level of work and time and effort. So, it's not a healthy thing. It's not a healthy outlook. And, like, I know that these are issues I have. I know these are things I need to work out. But I find it very, very difficult. I don't, like, I don't have an answer, you know? Like, I mean, really, all I can do is try to not be that way, is try to recognize when I am blaming myself for things that aren't my fault or being self-deprecating unnecessarily. And, like... Because I also view it as very important to be able to... See and learn from your own flaws. So, like, at its heart, what I'm doing is there's good intentions. So, that's what makes it so difficult. Like, if it were like, it's not like I'm doing heroin or something like there's no there's no argument for why heroin is a good thing but like these, these trying to recognize my own flaws and trying to take people's uh, problems upon myself like those aren't inherently bad things but they lead to bad habits and bad like just practices so it's tough real tough and I feel like the being proud of myself and being less self-deprecating is going to be the easier of the two issues because I, I mean there's there's empirical evidence I have college credit to show that I'm not an idiot Um, even though I feel that way. Uh, I've got portfolio work that shows I can do good work even if I don't every single day of my life. And another thing is I have friends who are, if if not as self-deprecating as I am, more so. And to that end, I've got... I'm going to call somebody out very specifically um, as being the even worse version of me at this. Chris Rao of the Delusional Loners Podcast formerly of the Yes Men Podcast is this description to a T times five. Like, and It bothers me to no end. Most likely because I can see myself in his actions. And... Maybe I'll take a few minutes to talk to him slash myself. Like... And I I don't know Chris very, very well. But I'm very, very fond of Chris. I I see him as another younger sibling. And, uh, I mean, granted, I've got a younger brother. And, like, he and I are just starting to get over the... (laughs) The we hate each other from when we lived together. Like, I love the hell out of my younger brother. But we don't, like... We don't have, like... Deep conversations about life and whatnot. Um, I really hope we get to that point, and I feel like we're close to that point, but we're also like, we're not at a point where I can start. I can't just be like, tell me about life, man. We're not right, we're not there yet. I mean, tell me about girls, man. What's up? What's up? Like, I really do hope my brother and I get to a point where we can learn from each other. Because he's got... Like, there are parts of my life that I've got on lock that he doesn't. and But absolutely vice versa. Like, I'm a little social butterfly. And I get along well with people and things like that. Which, um, I... Word on the street is my brother has a tougher time with that. But, like, he has focus and determination to get, like, schoolwork done that I, I've I never had. And, like, he is a... I feel like... while socially I have my life in better in better order, um, just organizationally and financially, uh, he's got some things he can teach me. So someday, someday I hope to really be able to, like... Get down and rap with my brother um, and I feel we'll get there someday I really look forward to taking him out I, do, I doubt it'll be his first drink because you know he has friends up at school but uh, I look forward to taking him out for his first drink with me um, this winter because he will have been 21 and that's awesome anyway what I was talking about my brother from another mother, Chris Rao, And, um... Chris... See, like, the more I think about it, the it's incredible how similar he and I are. He is very much... He very much... He takes blame for things that he wasn't even involved in. So... And, I mean, it's too... Like... I, I honestly think that I could be greatly benefited by seeing, it, seeing and talking to a therapist. Um, it's even covered in my health insurance. I just haven't found a therapist local to me that fits in my schedule. Um, like I, it's something I really ought to do. It's something I really ought to get around to doing, is seeing a therapist to you know, bounce some of these issues I have about myself off of and just have someone who's got a certificate hanging on the wall tell me what I already know. But that certificate means the whole world, you know? But Christopher Rao, and I know that his name isn't Christopher, his name is just Chris. Which, uh, well, what the fuck ever? Christopher Rao. If I need to see a therapist, Chris Rao needs to see a therapist just because he he is what I've been talking about um the self-hatred that I'm no good at this the this is my problem this is my fault I'm sorry to just a degree and there are days where I try and encourage him there are days where I just get like furious and I'm like what the fuck are you do and knock that shit off and it is exactly what I do. To it to a T, exactly what I do. Oh god, big spider living in my car. Son of a bitch. Well, not getting in the glove box anytime soon. Anyway. And so like, I guess I guess I got to remember when I'm starting to do things, that it is something like that I need to remember this, you know, this is what Chris Rao does, and you hate that because it's what you do, and you hate that because it's, it's tough for me to call myself out when I'm doing it. But maybe, and maybe, Chris Rao, you can do the same thing because I know you listen. When you are getting down on yourself, or taking blame for something that you have no, absolutely no blame in, be like, "Jeff does this. How would I feel if Jeff was taking blame for this and he didn't and he did, didn't deserve it? Or how would I feel if Jeff was hating on himself and he didn't deserve it? And take that feeling, because he and I have had completely reciprocal conversations about, you need to knock that shit off. Maybe put yourself, put me in your shoes and, re, and realize how frustrated and angry that makes you and then be like, oh wait, that's exactly what I'm doing and turn that frustration and anger in on yourself and be like, no, I'm not going to blame myself for something I have nothing, no involvement in and no, I'm not going to sit here and think about how awful I am when I truly am not and I will do my best to find a solution to whatever thing that is making me cranky and uh, self-deprecating so maybe maybe we can uh, use each other as as our own spirit animals remember it's not always your fault Remember, it's not always my fault. Remember, you aren't the worst human being. Ugh. It's tough shit, though. It's tough to do. Ugh. I mean, I guess if these are my big problems, you know, there are people out there, people I know that deal with much greater, um, mental imbalances on a daily basis. I just get angry at myself too much with shit. You know, people that are in danger of committing suicide every day if they aren't keeping an eye on themselves, you know? And now, I'm making myself feel bad because sometimes I feel bad about myself. Ah. ah. I think I've kind of exhausted that topic. I'm still about five, ten minutes away from work though. Oh man! Oh. Hmm. While well, I'm stopped in construction, I'll see if I can't find something. In my list to talk about, uh, pretty much exhausted the movie theater. Um, I'm going to need a whole episode to talk about Best Buy. Oh, all right. Here's a short little thing. I'm in a very strange relationship with one of my professors. And uh, that sounds, air quotes, worse than it is. But my advisor, uh, the only professor I have in this degree, in this second bachelor's degree that I've actually met face-to-face, um, and she was very helpful with me getting into my degree because the entirety, it, like half of the school... Desperately didn't want me to take advantage of that second... Of that two years, get a bachelor's degree. And the other half was like, why the fuck shouldn't he do that? So she was on that side, the side fighting for me. And, um... Like... She treats me more like a peer than a student. Um... And granted, I'm by far... One of the... Like, I'm i 'm a, a very unique position because I'm furthering my education. I am a alternative education student. I am not an eighteen year old I am a twenty seven year old I've been through school once before I'm doing it again but I'm not like the sixty year olds who have been out of school so long that they just they they have a lot of trouble understanding how it works so i'm like I've got the motivation of one of those people who went back to school but I still kind of understand how everything works. So, I I don't want to toot my own horn too much, but I'm a good student to have. Like, I'll do my work, I'll get shit done, I'm polite, uh, I'm motivated, like... I haven't maintained straight A's in my degree... for nothing. Like, I, I take pride in my work, um... Yeah. I mean, I I can genuinely be proud of the work I've done in the last two, year and a half, two years for this uh, second bachelor's degree. That can't be said for all of my design degree, all four of those years. Towards the end, yeah. But uh, definitely for this second degree, this web design degree. uh, While not everything lives up to my design standards my code standards I'm pretty proud of what I've done so like I've had my this one professor I've had her personal cell phone number for over a year now simply just because um there was a, there was an issue with the uh college email service for a week or two and she gave she gave everyone her cell phone number but, like, it's still, like, I've got my professor's personal cell phone number. That's odd. And, um, like, this... And it's been over the last, like, six months that this has gone from, like, she's just appreciative of me as a student to she almost treats me as a peer. Because, and I don't want to throw her under the bus, but I don't think what anything that she is doing is bad, per se, Um, It's just an odd thing for me to be treated with this much respect from someone who I see as an adult, an authority figure. But the last time we had our, like, advisement meeting, when I was planning on where to go, what to do for the next semester, I... She, like, genuinely asked my opinion on textbooks. She's like, what do you think about this? Uh, This is a new program we're learning. Um, It's all brand new, you know, and she's like, what do you think? And was completely genuine, and I was like, well, shit, it threw me for a loop. I had never been asked this by a professor, and, you know, I gave my honest opinion and whatnot. And I didn't think much of it, and summer went by, and, like, the courses started, and... We all mo- we moved to a new course system, a new online course system, so everything's all higgledy piggledy, and professors are still learning how it all works. And like, I don't blame them um, at all. Like, I get it; it's tough. And like, also, I'm part of this uh, weird degree that's being phased out, and there's only like seven or eight people left in it, so we're all kind of being like shoved into classes that are, like, they're online, or they're in class, but we're allowed to take them online, which makes it, like, I wouldn't want to do that shit if I were a professor, having to, like, just keep track of two or three students that don't come into class, but you have to, like, give them, uh, you have to, it's, it's, it'd, it'd be a pain in the ass, and I understand that. And I think she also appreciates that I do get, get it. Um and <laughs> But after after the first online meeting she called me the next day and just got wanted my opinion on it. And like, you know, I talked to her for a solid fifteen, twenty minutes. Just like, you know, they I don't like I understand because um, like they're, they're just minor technical issues like the screen sharing wasn't wearing, working quite right and it took her a little while to get and like and she like she's a web design teacher she she's not like an uh, English teacher and is terrified of computers because she hasn't had one that since they ran ms-dos like she's it's not like that if the web design professors are having trouble with a web-based internet, school, like schooling, then I think there's more problems with the system than it is with the actual users. Because these are probably some of the most tech-savvy professors on campus and they're still having trouble with it. So, I mean, I I sympathize. Um... So yeah, I've got a weird relationship and it's not a bad relationship but it's definitely not it's atypical of the normal student professor relationship so yeah yeah oh pardon me Ladies hey, a and gentlemen, hmm. Well, I'm nearly to work, so I think we'll call it. Oh, I never took a picture of myself. Shit. Fuck. Well, I guess I'll take a picture of myself in the foggy parking lot of where I work. Oh, God, please let my... Okay, I'm still recording. So here's hoping that this week isn't as awful as I think it's going to be. Um, I'm sure I, I, I'll fill you guys in on Friday. Oh, boy, it's going to be a long one. I feel. I feel. Hmm. <sighs> yeah. But Here's hoping that I have a better week than I think I'm going to, and that you guys have a good week. Um... Chris Rao, stop blaming yourself for everything. Um, And I will try to do the same. We's good guys. You and I, Chris Rao. We's good guys. Not everything's our fault. We just need to learn that. So that we can help the people around us better. Alright. Have a good week, guys. See you Friday.